Hi, Mama. Happy new day today. I don't know what day it is for you, but I'm excited to be here and excited that you have a brand new day to start with, or maybe it's at the end of the day and there's a new one coming around the corner tomorrow. And the beauty of that is that it's a brand new start every day. And I'm sharing about this because today we're talking about perfectionism. And this is a massive battle that I I have personally dealt with my entire life. Um, I was raised by a perfectionist. I have been one for as long as I can remember. And now I I try and call myself a recovering perfectionist because I don't want to like own that mentality. But this is a struggle for so many of us. And it really affects things, affects my mood, affects how I see things far more than I ever realized. And it's really been a journey for me to try and walk out of this, to try and stop seeing things from this space. And so today I want to share with you a few things that I've learned on this journey of trying to recover from perfectionism. Because right, perfectionism is this idea that we're perfect or things can be perfect. And we all know, right? That's not possible right? So we are aiming literally at an impossible goal. And life is hard enough. (laughs) Like it's hard enough to reach real goals, right? Let alone an impossible goal. We're not talking about like a a big goal or a big dream or, you know, like big thinking. That's, That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about perfection. Perfect. That's not possible. And so when we are constantly aiming at that, we end up not trying. We end up defeated all of the time. We end up triggered. There are you know, so many ramifications of this. So I'm going to share with you a few things, a few ways I have walked this out and tried to work on recovering from perfectionism. Because I really think this idea of perfectionism is one of the biggest thieves of our joy. And it's really like one of the big things that can get in our way of actually stepping into the fullness of what God has for us. Because remember what we just said, if it's this impossible goal. And so if we're reaching for an impossible goal, we're probably not going to try. We're probably not going to risk. We're probably not going to put ourselves out there because we're trying to make it perfect first, which is never going to happen. And I think this is especially important. You know, we've just finished the Christmas season and I know that can be a big area of, you know, just putting this perfection on everything, trying to this goal of the perfect Christmas and the perfect presents and the perfect, perfect, perfect. And as we begin the new year and we are setting new goals for the new year, that the same thing can happen. And so there could not be a better time to talk about this. And one of the ways like for me that this happens that I fall into this perfection and how it affects me is it triggers my feeling of inadequacy. And it also makes me feel out of control because, right, inadequacy makes sense. Like I don't feel good enough to reach perfection because I'm not because perfection is impossible except for God. <laughs> and then out of control because I'm out of control. I can't reach perfection. Like it, it there's no way. And so it triggers those feelings in me. And when I feel inadequate, what I do is I control. When I feel out of control, I control. (laughs) And so I do my best to try and make everything perfect or to prove that I'm enough, like shoving down my fears so that no one will see that I'm not good enough. Um, And so this just takes over. I begin to go into this place of control which anytime we're in a place of control, we're not going to be enjoying what's around us. No one is going to 
love that feeling of us being in this control mode, right? It's out of this place of pain. And so anytime we're acting out of a place of pain, it's going to be destructive to ourselves and to our relationships. And, you know, for me, this can show up like, you know, we're talking about the holidays and Christmas and I like feel like it needs to feel a certain way or be a certain way. And I feel out of control from that, like we're talking about. And so I go into this place of control and trying to, to manage every little moment and make everyone, every kid smile enough or be happy enough about each present or make everyone have really deep, great conversation at dinner or, you know, whatever. And, And some of those things, you know, like good conversation at dinner, like we can organically try and make that happen. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it's coming out of this pain, out of this place of control, it's never going to go well. Everyone's going to feel that. I'm going to feel that. And so it just creates this, it makes the day worse. And instead of trying to reach my goal of making it special and memorable and peaceful and better, I'm actually working against that goal because I'm acting out of a place of pain. But here's the the key is for me, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this, especially like high pressure situations like the holidays, like birthdays or Christmas, and we, we put all this pressure on it to make it a certain way. And so I know for a lot of us, this can come up. But now because I've done this work and figured out what is going on, I now understand where it's coming from. I understand what I'm feeling and I understand how to stop myself from going down that road and making it all worse. So my question to you is, do you know for you where your perfectionism comes from? Do you know what the tr- when it gets triggered? Do you know what pain point is underneath it? Do you understand when it comes up? And I ask you this because it's a really essential question if you want to overcome it. You have to know what is underneath it. You have to know what is going on that leads to it. And so I want to remind you, again, we're getting so close to the launch date of the Academy I'm really excited. And that is what we're going to be doing in there is helping you understand why you do the things you do, what is underneath those behaviors. And that way you can pinpoint what is going on. I I show you how to handle it, how to take control. And we really get to the bottom of everything because otherwise, you know, you go through the holidays and you, you are, you know, stepping into this uh, perfectionism and you're feeling that ickiness on the inside, but you don't know why and you don't know what to do with it. And so it just gets worse because then you're like, it's Christmas and I'm feeling like this. Ah, I'm going to go even more into control mode or whatever you do. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's withdrawing, whatever it is. You go more into that and it makes it worse. And then it's just a spiral. We call it the pain cycle and restoration theory, which we go into in the Academy. And so I just want to encourage you to jump in. And we're going to go through this model through understanding like what triggers uh, are happening in every one of your relationships. Because even in our strongest relationships, we have triggers. We have moments where we are dysregulated or we get out of whack. And then we all for sure have those relationships where it happens more often. And so we're going to go through each one and understand what is going on and understand how to move forward in that, how to not get triggered, how to grow, how to form healthy, strong connection Because if you're not aware of what's going on, most likely you have pain, that you're acting out of pain, acting out of your triggers, and this is showing up in your relationships whether you recognize it or not. If you haven't done this work to recognize what is going on, this is coming out. And maybe even in in more subtle ways that you're not even realizing. 
like, I think for a long time, I didn't realize that I was acting out of, um, a pain feeling out of control when I was trying to get my husband to have like, you know, connected conversation date time with me. And I, you know, thought it was justified. Like I'm doing this because this is healthy for us. This is good for us. This is what God wants for us. But I was doing it from a place of pain, a a place of lack, a place of being triggered. And so I, but I didn't realize that. And so I was acting out of that place, thinking I was justified, thinking he was the only one with a problem. But now that I recognize so clearly the moment that I get triggered and I can see the motivation for different actions that I take, I can understand how it's showing up and how when I do that, it's actually going to push him obviously farther away, right? And so he's going to be less desiring to connect with me and have that one-on-one time with me. And then he's also going to expect that every time we go into those kind of conversations because he knows I'm expecting perfection out of it. I'm expecting this feeling, this moment to be created. And when it's not, I'm triggered. And then, you know, I go into my controlling perfectionistic, perfectionistic behavior and well, yep, you know what happens from there. So This is why I want to help you understand what is going on inside of you. So make sure you jump in. There are still some spots left. We launch January 18th. You can go check out more information at morningmamaacademy.gr8, the number 8.com. Morningmamaacademy.gr8, the number 8. Well, yeah, (laughs) the number 8.com. You can also see it linked in the show notes. And I really hope you join me there. There's so much more we're unpacking in there and I cannot wait. It's going to be an amazing time. But before we get any farther, let's jump in to the bulk of today's episode and talk about what it looks like to overcome this perfectionism. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so we're going to this idea of perfectionism, and I just unpacked for you a little bit about how it shows up in my life and how it creates, it steals my peace, it steals my joy. And really, you know, another way it's it's showed up is if I had not learned to overcome it, I would not be sitting here with you today. There's zero way that that would be happening because it's not perfect. Me talking to you, it's impossible for it to be perfect. I'm going to mess up. And not just like jumbling on my words, but the content, right? Like it's going to not make sense in some places. It's I'm going to regret something I say at some point, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or like, oh, I actually believe differently now. Or, you know, there's a million ways this can is going to be imperfect. And the only way that I've gotten to the place where I can do this and show up for you is because I've gone on this journey to really try and battle this perfection because it is not helping you, my friend. It is not. It is a lie that it's helping you. And really, even in starting this business, I'm just so grateful for, to the business coach that God led me to because, 
she's really helped me overcome this in a, in a whole new level because she is all about like just doing it, do it scrappy, do it, just put it out there. And you know, you're going to learn as you go. Clarity is going to come as you go. You're going to grow as you do it, but you can't grow if you're not doing it right. And so I have now taken on that mentality of doing things scrappy, which is so hard, but I'm like, this is, this is how I've uh, been able to hold on to this rule. And you can take this too. I, I love rules. I love when people tell me like exactly how to do something like uh, sleep training. You know, I loved, I did the taking care of babies and I loved how she gave the exact same, exact things I should do. Although, you know, she's big on being flexible, but you know, she gives you all the rules on like even how flexible to be or where you can be flexible and having everything so clearly spelled out to me is so helpful. Uh, You know, another one is in my parenting, like I have found different different methods that I take on and I make them my own. And that is the protocol. That is what I do every time because I like to have clarity and a system and someone to tell me just what to do. And that helps give me peace. And so now this is, this has happened in my business. Like I have now taken on this mentality of like, just do it. That is the rule is to do things scrappy. Just, just do it. And what I have found from doing this, from taking on this rule, this rule that I've taken on is that when we do these things, when we live out this, there are huge internal changes that happen. And that is really where the biggest shift happens. And so we could not get to where God is calling us to if we didn't have a starting place, right? Like, the actual work of doing is what equips us for the big thing he's calling us to. So we can't wait until the big thing is ready. We can't wait until the the, the idea is perfect or the, the words are perfect or we are perfect because we will never get to that place of being equipped until we begin doing And so that is another reason we have to throw off this idea of perfection because it's going to stop us from just starting. It's going to stop us from trying because if we're expecting perfection, it's terrifying because we know we can't hit that, right? So, and another reason that we have to throw off this idea of perfection is because when we expect perfection from ourselves, we project it onto the people. And the, the times, like the occasions, like Christmas with birthdays, are projected on everyone and everything around us, whether we realize it or not. I mean, in the, you know, I talk about me and my husband, and I have definitely done this to him without realizing it. Like, you know, as I've continued to, to fight off this perfectionistic mentality, I he has often told me like, hey, you are expecting me to be perfect in this. And I didn't think I was, but when I sit back and really look at it, it's like, yeah, actually, I I can understand that. Like, I am putting this onto you. I expect this perfection out of you because I'm expecting it of myself. And so if you just think it's just for you and it's it's helping you or it's it's fine just to leave it there, it's, it's affecting everyone, everything around you. So we have to begin to see things differently. So I hope I've motivated you enough now to want to go on this journey because I know sometimes people can think it's like a good trait and it's just a lie. So there's three shifts I want you to work on making. Now, the first one is the goal is not perfection. 
The goal is growth, right? So perfection would mean that you have arrived, right? There's, there's no need for anything. You are complete. It is complete. It is done. It's, it's there. And honestly, even, even as a recovering perfectionist, to me, that kind of sounds boring. Like if I'm already complete, like what left, what is left to do? Like I love, I love growth. I love growing. It's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite thing about life. And so the idea, the actual idea that I'm perfect and there's, there's no way to improve or to see things differently or to, uh, help myself, you know, just grow, (laughs) That, that just, that's boring. And whether you agree with me on that or not, perfection is not what God is calling us to. The goal of life is not perfection. God calls us to growth. God calls us to a life of growth. And that's it. He just wants us to take one step, one step, and then one step, one step, and then a one step, just one step towards him every day. And that's it. That's why he sent Jesus, right? Because we can't be perfect. He's not expecting that of us. And so all he wants us to do is grow. And so I want you to take on this mentality. When you find yourself going into that perfectionistic mentality, recognize it, start recognizing it in yourself. And then when you, when you see that thing, okay, wait a minute. The goal here is not perfection. The goal here is growth. How can I grow right now? How can I help this situation grow? And like a small example of this is, you know, this Christmas I, I hosted our family over for a meal and for presents. And I am, I am not a host. Like, it's not my gift. Hospitality is not it. But I do love having people at our house. Like, I love inviting them in. I love getting to be at our house. I love getting to share that space with them. And, and I love trying to help create moments. And I have, you know, at times got out my creative side and, you know, set the table really pretty and made it so, you know, all these things. But the thing is, a lot of times when when we've had holidays, my mom has been there and she is an phenomenal host. She is so, she has a gift of hospitality. She's so good at that. And so she has done the bulk of a lot of things like cooking or cleaning or helping with this. And so I I could like focus more time on certain things. And, you know, she's kind of overseeing the whole event, making sure we have all the things we need. And so this is kind of the first time we've hosted in in a big way, a big holiday without her or at least uh, without having a newborn. Cause I know there was a couple of times I had a brand new baby and was, I didn't even expect anything of myself in those moments, <laughs> but this time, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to host. It's going to be fine. And so I, you know, prepared a little bit and tried to get some things in order to make it all go smoothly and to make it special with like a new appetizer or whatever. And it, it all went fine, but you know, there was some things I missed, like, you know, simple things like plates for everyone and cups and, you know, just having that whole system flow. We, we found plates, but you know, just, it wasn't all planned out. We didn't plan out where we were all going to sit and set a table and all of those kind of things. And so, you know, in the past, I think I would have just gone into feeling inadequate, feeling out of control, got into anxiety and maybe some anger and for sure some control. And I would have made it all a big thing. But this time I just kind of rolled with it. I was like, oh, all right, I'm growing here. Like I can see that I missed a few things. I can see how I could have made this smoother and more special, but you know what? I'm, 
not going to let it get to me. Like, I'm just going to see, oh, oh, I'm growing in this area. And also recognizing my gifts, right? Like I know this is not my top gift. It's okay. So recognizing, all right, well, this is not a big gift of mine, but I can still grow in it. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to, you know, reach this level of expectation that really I'm only putting on myself. And so I was really able to like walk away and think, oh, next year I would like to do this. And I would like to do this. Oh, I should think of something special for this. And, you know, instead of just being in pain all day and feeling icky and leaving with a bad taste in my mouth and, you know, never wanting to host again or the opposite, right? Like thinking next year I have to have everything perfect and whatever to make up for it all. I just left with peace and was like, okay, hey, there's some things I could do better. And that is such a different one difference when you can look for the opportunities for growth instead of seeking perfection. Now that's a silly example, but this can be applied to any relationship, any area, any conversation. Okay. Second shift I want you to make is it is we are seeking excellence, not perfection. So I really get this idea from my head pastor, Carrie Robinson, and he is amazing at this. He is so big on excellence, on creating spaces that create peace, that help. Because, you know, really when we when we seek excellence and we create a space and do things from excellence, it helps people feel at peace. It helps them feel welcome. It sets this environment of expectancy. And so excellence is, is very good. We want, we don't just want to do whatever and, and go with it. Like even when I'm talking about doing things scrappy, I'm still doing it with everything that I have to the best of my abilities, to the best of my resources at the time, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But we don't have to give up doing things well when we when we say, oh, I don't need perfection anymore. We can still seek excellence. And really, I think a big root of this is getting out of our black and white thinking. And this is something that uh, one of my counselors in college helped me recognize. And it was like this huge aha moment for me where I realized that I was seeing everything in black and white. It was either all good or all bad, right? Like even the Christmas example, you know, these little things I didn't do or, you know, these things I didn't prepare. I could have just seen the whole event as all bad, right? Whole day is ruined. I failed. It's black, you know, or the opposite, even like I could have done everything I could and had everything perfect and I would have seen it as all white, all perfect. But the only problem with that, well, more than one problem, but the big problem is, okay, but what if something doesn't go well, right? Because there's going to be, there's going to be things that happen. And so then what happens? You, You either have to have it all white or all black. And so that little thing goes wrong and it colors the whole day black. And so we've got to get out of this black and white thinking of seeing things as either all good or all bad. And we have to move into a more nuanced view of things. Now, there is things that are all good or all bad. Like God gives us rules. God gives us laws to follow. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about how we are showing up in the world, how we are trying our best events that are happening, conversations that are happening, moments that we're experiencing. And we've got to move into seeking this excellence. So that's giving it our all, doing our best, showing up with everything that we have and trying to create something beautiful and something awesome. But the difference is when we seek excellence instead of perfection, it doesn't stop us from trying new things or from having big ideas. We can risk, we can jump, we can do everything that we can, 
We just do it to the best of our abilities. Perfection isn't the goal. We have not failed. If it is not perfect, we just want to do the best that we can. So make sure you're shifting to seeking excellence instead of perfection. But a third nuance to all of this is is the third shift that I have for you is in this season, how can we do our best to create this excellence? So the, the third shift is to recognize the season. I used to really like have this drive to make everything perfect, have every loose end tied up, every system perfect, everything perfect in my house, every uh, every little bit of my life in like a perfect system and a perfect flow and just reach this pinnacle of existence. And I, I mean, I guess if I'm really honest, it's still in me a little bit. I feel that kicking up sometimes. But something really cool that I've learned is this idea of seasons. It's that things are going to change. They're going to ebb and flow. Like it makes sense. I, I know that. But somehow I just thought I would reach this point where it was just always the same. Like I had everything down, everything down pat. And it would always be that way, even though I know kids are constantly changing, right? And even if we look outside, like the weather changes, there are seasons. And this even happens in our relationships. There are going to be different seasons for different things. And the thing is, if we don't take time to recognize the season, then we are going to be off. We're going to be triggered because we are trying to achieve this excellence, but but in what to what standard, right? Like if we are expecting this excellence from ourselves, but we have a newborn, Excellence with a newborn is going to look different than excellence when your kids are teenagers. Now, I've talked about, you know, my pastor and how much he is just a fighter for excellence. And I love that about him. And I love getting to serve underneath that leadership. And, you know, this this happened, right? When, When COVID hit and we're trying to make it back to church after all of the chaos, it was a different season, there were different people in the church. There were some people that weren't in the church. There were, we were in a different place. There's all of these things that had changed. Even the atmosphere of who's going to show up for in-person church has changed. And so recognizing the season, while we are a fighter for excellence and what that looks like for our church is we go all out with setup. We make, you know, we're a mobile church. So we are always meeting in uh, buildings that are not our own. And so we have to set every detail up, right? We can't just have things already there in place. And so, but we go all out. We make it feel like home. You know, we're often meeting in a, in a school and the way that we do it is we make it feel like it's not a school when you walk up. And it's so incredible the charge that they take in terms of fighting for this. But when we, we got back from this season of COVID, my thankfully my lead pastors recognized it was a different season. And so while we were still fighting for excellence. We were still acting out of excellence. We, we scaled a few things back with setup. We, we weren't doing every detail that we used to, or we didn't do things exactly the same way that we used to because we knew it was a different season. And so we had to scale the excellence to that season. And so you're going to do a disservice to yourself and to the people around you if you cannot recognize the season that you're in. So what about you? What is, what is the season that you are in? Like, do you have a newborn? I mean, that is a season that I do not think people recognize enough. I think this is actually one that I'm really good at. Like, 
in the season of newborn, I'm like, "Mm -mm. I, there's nothing that is expected of me besides caring for this child. (laughs) Like I'm not going to cook. I'm not going to do dishes. I know this is not possible for everyone, but you know, figuring out ways of how to, you know, maybe in that season, you only do like some frozen Trader Joe's meals, right? Like if you have to be the one to cook because your family isn't able to have someone else there. Like maybe in that season, you're not, maybe you're really, you know, usually good at cooking all these amazing dishes and five course things or whatever, (laughs) but home cooked, you know, from scratch. But maybe in that season, those are frozen Trader Joe's meals in the freezer. Some other seasons that we might go through, maybe you recently had a death in your family, or maybe it's the anniversary of their death. That, that can be a big season and to recognize the season you're at. To, to recognize where you're at. What does it look like to show up with excellence in that season? Or maybe it's tax season and your husband is an accountant and you recognize he's not going to be around much in this month. And so what does excellence for your family look like in that season? It's going to look different than when he's available and coming home for dinner and available to help more. And, you know, even like in my business, You know, being here with you, like I have to recognize where I'm at, the season I'm in. This business is a little baby and it's not going to be pretty and sparkly like some of the other businesses. Like sometimes I look at the websites of these other businesses and, you know, similar realms and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want a website to look like that. Or even like my landing page for the Academy, it really drives me crazy. Like the software to build it was really frustrating and so... All that to say, I'm not happy with how it looks, but it's there. You know, I did the best with what I had because I'm in a season and I'm not a graphic designer and I'm not meant to be, but this is the season I'm in. Which, by the way, thank God, praise God for Canva because I'm creating some workshops for you in the academy that are much prettier because they're, I can work with Canva. I can do that. So I'm excited that it looks a little nicer, but I have to recognize the season. So as you are going through what you want the year to look like, as you're going through just the moments of your week, when you feel that perfectionism coming on, that mentality, that black and white thinking, these are the three things I want you to remember. One, growth is the goal, not perfection. You want to choose excellence, not perfection, and make sure you're recognizing the season that you're in. And one last thing I just want to mention is Make sure that you're being aware of where you're putting your hope because God is the only place we can put our hope and we won't be disappointed. If we place our hope anywhere else, like I'm talking, you know, even like Christmas, like sometimes I put my hope in an event, like that day is going to be so special and it's going to make me feel this way, but I'm putting my hope in that. And anytime we do that, it's going to lead us to disappointment. So make sure you also recognize where you're placing your hope. It can't be in yourself. It can't be in how you want the year to turn out. The only place you can place it is in God. That is the only place you will be satisfied and not disappointed. And he has everything that we need. So make sure your hearts are aligned with his and your hope is with him. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for every ear that's listening. God, I thank you that you don't call us to perfection. I think that you don't expect that that of us. I thank you that you made a way so that we don't have to even seek that, God. But we just have to seek you one step in front of the other, God. And I just pray that you would just help everyone that is listening just throw off this idea of perfection, God. Help them to see so clearly that it is not what you want of them, God. It's something they're imposing on themselves. They're imposing on their lives. God, I pray that you would show them 
where they're placing their hope in the wrong places, God, and that you would help them realign it and place it back in you. And I just thank you, God, for the work that you continue to do in us, God. I thank you for who you are and that we can securely and confidently place our hope in you, God. Thank you so much for your goodness, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.